0: Welcome to WARN Radio, with your hosts, The Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening.
1: Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to WARN Radio. This is Tower, I'm here with The Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at WARN-USA.com. You can listen to our WARN Radio episodes on WARN-USA.com and dana.glinsmith.com. WARN Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and PocketCast. Do not miss the featured post this week. Of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows on DanaGlennSmith.com, War Within, Battle of Good and Evil, Enemies of the Messiah, American Foundation, on Warren-USA.com, Dead to Sin, Book of Romans, Part 11 on Sound the Shofar. Fear the Lord, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 84 on Battle Lines. Policies, Persecution, and Faith of Persecuted Believers of Jesus Christ on Warren Radio. And do not miss these Warren Radio episodes from September 20th through the 22nd, Wednesday's Advocacy Show. Way of the Cross, Pakistan, Genocide, Russia's War, Nigeria, Christian Martyrs, Gospel Advocacy at WARN Radio, Thursday's Battle Lines, Isaiah's Series, Serpent Root, Prophetic Book, 189 Part 189 on Battle Lines, Friday's Sound the Shofar, Kingdom War and the Coming King, Two Sisters Hordoms, Part 4 Be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. And The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. Dark forces are plotting to bring the country into the globalist new order. And hidden within the storylines of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America today. And you can get your copy by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Angus and & Robertson, and The Rising ebook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the W.I.B.R. Warren radio newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource shop. And now I welcome in the watchman. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good.
1: Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. It's another beautiful day here in Wyoming.
0: You know, it was. And uh, some of the best weather we have is in the fall.
1: It is. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. there's no doubt about that and uh, we're going to be in October
1: (coughs) and of course yes in just a couple days three days
0: one thing about the fall there's all the fall feasts Israel's already been celebrating so at any rate, we hope you're fine where you're at, this is on a beautiful, beautiful September night. We only got a few days left of this month, you win. but yes. I think overall this is one of the nicest months we've had as far as, you know, perfect temperatures. So. At any rate, I can't believe summer's over, Tower.
1: Oh, I can't either. And, and August was zipped by, and now same with September. It's just, we to go.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so up front, we're going to be talking about, uh, a kingdom war. This is a series we're doing. Uh, so let me go through this, and it's called the Kingdom War and the Coming King. The title of this is Two Hortum, uh, Two Sisters Hordems, Part Four, and uh, we're going to have uh, the next episode on this this Friday. So when we talk about Two Sisters whoredoms It brings us to part four in the kingdom war and the coming king. You can't get away from a kingdom war. Here we look at the prominent nations at the time of this event, which is found in Ezekiel as he recorded it. These things are recorded by the prophet to remind Judah, especially of why her judgment came. Even today, the warnings contained herein, written by Ezekiel, stand as a testimony to the nations who govern. They may govern, but the Lord God is the true and powerful governor of the nations. He is the final say-so, and he rules the nations and those who stand as leaders of those nations. All nations, all leaders, and the people shall stand before the Lord God, for all those things they have done, whether good or bad. The two sisters' whoredoms, which we recorded last Friday night, or last Friday rather, morning, revealing the deep secrets of the two sisters. These two sisters, the daughter of one woman, is Israel. Israel. The reign of Solomon and the rise of the Jewish state that became world-famous, rich and powerful, was a wonder to behold. However, the kingdom came crashing down as Solomon sinned against the Lord. The nation of Israel was divided into two kingdoms, the twelve tribes making up the northern tribes of Israel and Judah that had the tribe of Judah and Benjamin. Now, I said the 12 tribes making up the northern kingdom of Israel. That's uh, it's There's 10 tribes there, but I was talking about the entire thing. Two kingdoms, 12 tribes. And Judah that had the tribe of Judah and Benjamin. This is about the, those two sisters. And we go through this and we talk about it. So it's an interesting show. Be sure to catch it. And... Uh, So we're looking at the ten tribes of the northern kingdom. We're looking about Judah who had Judah and Benjamin. And it's about these two sisters and their whoredoms. And the result is the kingdoms become dark. And, you know, it's not just about Israel doing things wrong because there are other nations that do such things and are found wanting before the Lord. And you'll find uh, that particular uh, thing in uh, Ezekiel 23, 1 through 4. That's initial part for this uh, intro to it. And uh, the kingdom war and the com- coming king Two Sisters Horedoms Part Four, uh, and you'll find it at Warren Radio, and it's by me, the Watchman, Dana Glenn Smith. And the Warren Radio ho- shows that we do throughout the week are three of them: Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And Tower is the co-host, and so she's uh, she's there as well. The WIBR, WARN radio websites and ministries, uh, we are the ones, this is who we are. We produce biblical teaching, preaching, and we are a warning agency in these last days. And uh, so all scripture is King James uh, Version of the Bible, unless otherwise noted. And so visit our websites at warn-usa.com DanaGlynSmith.com. Now, uh, this one, you know, I was putting this together, Tower. Uh-huh. And uh, at the last minute, I got an update come in from Bibles for the Mideast. And whenever they send us a little something, we always include them because... Um, this is a mighty fine ministry. It's made up of ex-Muslims who got saved. And they have a ministry ministering to Muslims. And uh, they will minister throughout the Middle East. And they have some uh, churches, I believe, in uh, Africa. but
1: uh, In India. They're real big in India.
0: Yeah, they are so um the first one is bibles for the dot com that's bibles the number four Mideast dot com and we're talking about pastor shahoon now when these uh, when these pastors go out you know they're they're facing the lion right away, and so they uh the ministry sent this out. Uh, about an urgent prayer request for one of their p- dear pastors. He was brutally attacked by Muslim fundamentalists, and this is not unusual, while ministering among Muslims and Hindus in East Camparan, India. He has been in, hos- in the hospital ever since with severe in- injuries, including a knee damage beyond repair which needed to be replaced. So he got a new knee apparently. Boy.
1: Yeah, that sounds like no it. No wonder
0: he's still. That must have been painful. Oh man. Yeah, we need to pray for these guys. We The pastor has been recovering slowly but well and thanks for uh thank you for your prayer. He's learning to walk with a walker and was expecting to be released by the end of next week, which would Put at the end of this week.
1: That's great. Thank you. Lord. Last
0: night, however, shortly after midnight, three thugs somehow made their way into the hospital and into his room. One used the pillow Pastor Schoon had been propping up his leg, with an attempt to strangle him, while the other two masked men held tightly onto his arms and legs so he couldn't move. The pastor's wife, sleeping in a bed beside him, woke suddenly from a dream. Where her husband was in mortal danger. Her loud screams alerted hospital staff who rushed to the room. The attackers who clearly had hoped to kill the pastor fled. Pastor Shahoon's re-injured leg was bleeding oh, profusely by Lord. the time. Uh, so he has rushed emergency surgery. So please pray for him again. Uh, this is just gut-wrenching what it these is. people will do. It is. That's terrible. May our Lord be his and your forever guide, protector, and ever-present help. Now, that's from Susanna for Bibles for the Mideast. Uh, she helps him with her correspondence and a lot more. She's been doing it for quite a number of years. So... Uh, Remember Bibles for the Middle East. Now they they work right on the front lines. There's a lot of these guys that do.
1: And pray for Susanna too, because I know that she was having some health issues as well.
0: She was, and I never heard another thing.
1: And now we were, she must be doing much better because now we're getting correspondence from her, where we weren't getting anything for quite yeah. a while.
0: Now. The next one we're going to, and both of these are ones we're doing as a special uh, introduction and news to let you know what's happening. You know, Bibles for the Mideast need your help. They need your prayers. But you, you can go to their website at bibles4mideast.com the Number four, And you can read more about them. You can donate over there. But check them out and pray for them, we ask. And again, I want to make a note that we don't charge anybody. Nobody pays us uh, per se. uh, Like, well, you read this article and we'll give you so much. No, we don't do that. These are part of our advocacy That we're letting you know we don't get a kickback, we don't want a kickback, we're just telling you. So take it for what it is. It's one ministry trying to tell you these other ministries who are on the front line need our prayers, they need our financial support, and we need to spread the word about them. So this one comes from BarnabasAid.org. This is about Moroccan Christians. Now, of course, uh, you know very well that now at the time of this reporting um, there had been three, almost 3,000 reported deaths and over 5,500 injuries caused by the earthquake that hit Morocco on Friday, September 8th. And, of course, they reported that the number was expected to keep rising. And, of course, that's because there's so much wreckage. you you, you, you got to search through everything. And uh, relief efforts are ongoing, and Barnabas Aid is determined to provide practical aid to our Moroccan brothers and sisters affected by the disaster. With your help, our Christian Project partners on the ground can do more for those affected. Thank you for praying and giving. Please continue praying and consider if you can give a gift to help the relief efforts. And uh, Barnabas Aid added a note. We are thankful for our faithful supporters. If you have recently sent a gift to Barnabas Aid, please do not feel under pressure to give again. But do remember... the needs of Christians, and this appeal in your prayers. So, both of these, now Barnabas Aid, it's barnabasaid.org and you can go over there, find more all about it, look for Moroccan Christians. Um, and, you know, after something like this tower, um, you know, the issue is, is that, they need help for a long time after this.
1: They do. long term.
0: You know, you just don't send them a box of crackers and meat and say that's it. I mean, they're they're going to need help for a while.
1: A long time.
0: And so, uh, and that's it, it what just we takes need. So
1: long to recover from a disaster like that, Dana. And yeah, and it's. Um, Their building structures aren't like the ones in the United States. They don't have the same standards. No. Uh, So this is just a real, real tragedy.
0: And you know, the thing of it is, there's so many tragedies.
1: Everywhere. Yeah. There's so much help needed around the world.
0: So we pray, Father, that you would provide... Aid for Barnabas Aid and aid to help Bibles for the Mideast and healing for Pastor Shahoon. Yes, yeah, and this way, is Lord. these are our mission hotspots this week, featured Bibles and the number four Mideast.com and BarnabasAid.org for Moroccan Christians and that bad earthquake and Pastor Shahoon for Bibles for the Mideast. Remember these in your prayer.
1: Yes, amen.
0: And we thank you for it. Are you ready?
1: Yes, this story comes to us from GlobalChristianRelief.org Sudan Believer Survives Attack After converting from Islam, a persecuted Christian in Sudan named Bal, um, Babala, had fallen under intense pressure from his family and other Muslims, so much so that many are calling for his life to be taken. Babala was brought up in a Muslim family in Sudan's Darfur, Darfur region. He moved from his small town to the country's capital to complete his high school studies, and while he was at school, he met a student who shared with him about the Christian faith. The student presented Babala a copy of the Bible, and after reading through scripture, Babala felt God speaking to him. He then gave his life to the Lord in 2021 during Ramadan. Shortly after accepting Jesus, Babala started to face persecution from the Muslim community, especially from his own relatives. His friends were among the first people to avoid him before reporting him to religious leaders. Just three months ago, before the current war broke out in Sudan, Babala became the point of attack by radical Muslims. He was labeled an infidel who deserved to be killed. His relatives disowned him, and he said, My relatives cut me off completely and ended their relationships with me. They outcasted me. One night, around two in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, Babala was confronted. Two armed men forcefully pushed their way into his home, and tried to enter the room where he and a friend were praying. The gunmen shouted before opening fire through the closed door. Babala prayed earnestly for safety and rescue. I was praying seriously to God, lifting my hands and pointing to the door where the armed men were forcefully pushing and he said god answered after opening my eyes the armed men were nowhere to be found i felt that god answered my prayers and did a miracle it was the first time in my life it was the first time in his life that babala felt the power of prayer in the name of jesus christ that incident taught me how to depend on and trust god more and more even today it remains my source of encouragement to pray and fast more. Babala holds close Genesis fifty twenty which says You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what he is now being done the saving of many lives.
0: And you know that is good.
1: That is an amazing story, Dana of faith.
0: Yeah and and I think that Christians could take note of that.
1: Yes, I I certainly do reading that story.
0: And that and that uh I love those stories. I do too. And I've been telling people for many 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 years, you need to believe God in these perilous times. You need to go beyond regular church. You need to go into the depth of Christ and you need to believe God when you are facing life threatening situations
1: Amen
0: you need to believe God and you know the thing of it is is that as we've been covering this these stories for years and years we have we have reported miracles coming from the field you know and but it's not just in the field God is moving in these end days. So don't ever think that God has left you.
1: That's right. Amen. He's ever present.
0: If you ever feel lost, you go over to websites at warren-usa.com or DanaGlynsmith.com, and you send us an email, Yeah, one with a good address, and we'll send you back a letter. and And we'll... Do our best to encourage you. And
1: we will pray with you. And so, keep praying for you.
0: So. You know prayer is so important.
1: It is. We all could do more.
0: So. We're here. At globalchristianrelief.org This is about a young She don't look very old.
1: No, she doesn't.
0: And, uh, you know, if you, you know, really look at, you know, society, most of society likes to go uh, gaudy, you know, with the makeup and stuff. And if they don't have that, they have tons of tattoos. This young woman looks like she's smiling. She is in a room. uh, Looks like a bedroom or something. She's got a stuffy there. And she has (coughs) a good smile. Not a big (coughs) one. And a
1: fresh, clean look.
0: A fresh, clean look. That's, thanks. So on March 28th, 2021... We're going back a ways. Valerie went to Macassar Cathedral Church in Sulawesi Island with her nursing school friend and relative to celebrate Palm Sunday. That's been a while ago. The cathedral filled up quickly as parishioners greeted each other with joy in anticipation of Holy Week's commencement but they would soon all become persecuted Christians in Indonesia. After Mass, Valerie and two of the other young women went to chapel where they continued to pray. Following a time of prayer, they gathered their things and were leaving when they were hit by something akin to a a heat wave along with a loud explosion. Mm -hmm. Caught off guard, they were shocked by each other's appearance. Their hair had been vaporized. Oh. Their faces were bright red and screams filled the air followed by chaos. The churchgoers had fallen victim to a terrorist attack. Experiencing intensifying pain, the young women moved away from the church to find help. The police quickly arrived and escorted the women to a hospital. A subsequent investigation revealed the terrorist plot. A married couple linked to the Indonesian terrorist group, terrorist group Jemaah and Sherut detonated a bomb as they drove through the church's gate. Thankfully, although more than a dozen were wounded, no church goers were killed in the attack. Boy, that's
1: amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Lord.
0: So Valerie suffered various degrees of burns and went through several rounds of surgeries in the following days. Now she shows her hands and the skin is burned off. And because she's down in Indonesia, she has a darker skin. And uh, that, you know, that happened in a moment. To burn all that skin off, just, you know, it happens so quick. And you can walk around looking for help, but you can be in shock at the same time. Along with the part of her face, both of Valerie's arms were severely burned. The injury impeded her fingers' mobility, especially on her right hand, to where even cleansing her fists provided to be difficult. But Valerie remains optimistic, saying, Thank God I am left-handed. (laughs) Uh, now that's looking on the bright side (laughs) Valerie remains grateful despite having endured so much pain she has tried several surgeries including skin grafts but none have worked out as well as hoped from a trying recovery limited help offered by the government to her impaired eyesight the journey has not been easy Yet the attack has not deterred her from going to church every week. During Holy Week in 2022, she returned to the cathedral church to attend the same Palm Sunday Mass. The priest was surprised to spot her and ask her why she was there. She told him, I feel peace in my heart. The tragedy has not scarred her spirit. Oh, Valerie has good. endured much hardship. Has been left with scars to remind her daily, but her faith shines through. They are a testament to her belief in God as she continues to share about God's grace in her life with others.
1: Amen. That's and beautiful. She's taken
0: an internship at a hospital where she received care, and would you like to pray for her?
1: Sure. Father God, we come before you with our dear sister Valerie on our hearts. We're inspired by her optimism and commitment to you. Amen. Will you please continue to heal her even two years later of her injuries? Please give her full mobility and renew her stronger than she was ever before. Even though she has physical challenges, we ask you to bless Valerie as a nurse, please fill her daily with your love that she'll be able to share her testimony of faith with others. We ask you to continue to grow her faith in a country that is predominantly Muslim. Bring her closer to you and help her to learn at your feet. Give her a boldness that can only come from you. And Lord, I ask that you would cause her hair to grow out again. That's the crown of glory for a woman. And we ask this in your name, Lord Jesus, and we thank you. Amen.
0: Well, it is a war.
1: It's horrible. What's going on?
0: Yeah, it is. Now, we are covering Samaritan's Purse. This is uh, a media... You know, a press release. Samaritan's Purse President and CEO, Franklin Graham, and that was September 26th, that was yesterday, he dedicated the organization's new Greensboro Airlift Response Center. uh, The facility and a new 757 cargo plane expand the International Christian Relief Organization's Capacity to respond to disasters. That is amazing. It
1: is. Thank you, Lord, for your provision.
0: The facility was built to support the organization's two largest cargo aircraft, a Douglas DC-8 and a newly acquired Boeing 757. More than 62,000-square-foot response center includes a 55,000-square-foot hangar office space, and the capacity to facilitate a wide range of aircraft maintenance activities. It is staffed by 21 people, including pilots, flight engineers, load masters, maintenance personnel, and additional flight support staff. Samaritan's Purse recently expanded its fleet of aircraft by adding a 757 freighter airplane. The cargo is equivalent to the space of three tractor trailers, and it can carry a maximum load of 67,000 pounds of cargo. Wow. And it increased the North Carolina-based organization's ability to respond to disasters at a moment's notice. And this is a time we need it,
1: folks. Yes, amen. There's
0: a lot of problems out there, a lot of persecuted church. And, and there's a lot of others that are, are not Christians that these organizations help. And so disasters and crises, crises are happening more and more frequently around the world. Things aren't getting bad or better. They seem to be getting worse. And we want to help those who are suffering when their needs are greatest. As a pilot, I know the value of Aviation. It allows us to respond quickly when disasters strike. We couldn't do it without these tools and this team, said Franklin Graham, president of Samaritan's Purse. We thank God for the new Greensboro Airlift Response Center and our two cargo planes that give us the ability to meet needs in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: And you know what, this... That the 757 completed its first relief mission on September 5th, first, airlifting 24 tons of cargo to Maui, Hawaii, where volunteers are helping wildfire victims begin to recover.
0: 24
1: tons, Dana. That's amazing. That's a lot of stuff.
0: You know, it it is when you think about how much stuff you got to take there. And uh, I have a lot of respect for Franklin Graham. I do too. And for the whole organization. So pray for Samaritan's Purse. Pray for Franklin Graham and all the other workers. Father, bless them and keep them safe. In Jesus' name.
1: I agree. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Now we've got a couple of articles here. We're going to be talking about Armenians and Azerbaijan. So, uh, Tower, you go ahead and read yours first.
1: Okay. <clears throat> now we've we've talked about this um, last week or the week before this. Um, Nargano Karabakh. Mm-hmm. Um, and a new. Armenian Genocide may already be taking place in Nargano-Karabakh. That's the view expressed in an emergency report published by the Limkin Institute for Genocide Prevention on September 5th. The report points to the existence of several serious red flags for genocide, typical genocidal patterns, and evidence of the special intent to commit that crime nargano karabakh is an Armenian Christian, is an Armenian Christian region that, owing to a quirk of history, lies within the border of Muslim-majority Azerbaijan. A church, um, the area has been populated by Armenians who accepted Christianity in 301 A.D. for at least 2,500 years and under Soviet rule, it was governed as an independent oblast within the Azerbaijan Soldiers Socialist Republic and was incorporated into the Republic of Azerbaijan at the dissolution of the USSR. Naragano-Karabakh has been under siege for almost 10 months, beginning on December 12, 2022, when Azerbaijan... Blockaded the Lechen corridor. And the the only land route between Nagorno-Karabakh and Armenia, church leaders have warned that mass starvation is likely in the coming months. The Limkin report argues that the illegal blockade of the Lechen corridor is a deliberate, targeted effect to inflict conditions of life calculated to bring about the destruction of the Nargano-Karabakh Armenians which may constitute the crime of genocide according to the United Nations Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide of 1948. And the warning of genocide is no exaggeration. The warning of genocide from the Limkin Institute and other observers are not overblown rhetoric. A century ago, several thousand Nargano-Karabakh Armenians were among the 3.75 million Armenian, Assyrian, Syriac, and Greek Christians who were systematically exterminated in a 30-year campaign waged by the Turk rulers of the Ottoman Empire from 1893 to 1923. The anti-Armenian attitudes that shaped the Armenian genocide are, says the Lemkin report, will still are they are still prevalent today. The, the Azerbaijani invasion of nargano karabakh in September of 2020 was characterized by many war crimes and human rights abuses, which were, argues the Lemkin report, reminiscent. Of the violence of the Armenian Genocide. The report also notes an ongoing Azerbaijani military buildup, which suggests the possibility of a further invasion of Nargano Karabakh that could lead to the mass murder stage of genocide, both in Nargano Karabakh itself and more widely in the South Caucasus region. The stage is now set for a second Armenian Genocide. It is up to the international community to act swiftly to prevent such an atrocity. And I hope they do, Dana.
0: Yeah, so do I. And <clears throat> This is just
1: unconscionable. These things shouldn't
0: even be going on. Now, International Christian Concern, you can get them at persecution.com. Talked about this particular thing. Uh, and... Azerbaijan controls Artsake. Um They announced a military ob- operation into Nargano karabakh In Armenian, it is Artsakh. On the night of September 18th. So that's been a, not too long ago. And so that's pretty update on the information and they have just gone through nine months of a brutal blockade of the region. Terming it as an anti-terrorism operation, the Azerbaijani assault began with heavy artillery shelling of both military and civilian centers, drone strikes, and securing strategic mountain corridor points. By the afternoon of September 20th, the lightning military operation ended with an agreed ceasefire. Azerbaijan's government in Baku announced full control of the Arsaki enclave, and Arsaki representatives have seemingly ceded control of all military installations. Thousands have been protesting in in the Yerevan for the Armenian government to act to protect ethnic Armenians in the enclave, enraged at the apparent silence and betrayal from the entire world at not preventing such a rapid and brutal takeover by Azerbaijan of Artsakh. Tensions remain high between Azerbaijan and Armenia while the UN Security Council meets today to discuss the ongoing crisis. Now see, this is the problem. There's a lot of there's a lot of mistrust because of what happened from history of the killing of Armenians and this this is really bad. Of course, when we talk about the Ottoman Empire, we talk about Turkey and Turkey even remembers this And so, this is really an upset in in the entire region. Uh, And the problem of it is, is they just don't trust, and I wouldn't either, people that tried to kill them all.
1: No, I wouldn't. You can't trust
0: so this is where the U.N. Security Council comes in to try to find an answer. So they neutralized armed resistance. And all Art Sake was doing was trying to protect itself. And so they said they're going to reintegrate its people with Azerbaijan. And so the big issue is how are they going to treat these and uh, that that's the issue. Now see Muslim conquerors always reintegrated the people uh, in order to bring them back into the fold of Islam. So And there's thousands of Armenians there now, and Russian peacekeeping troops were there, and they're hoping to leave to safety um, And so the Lakan corridor is is still closed. so the whole thing is is you know it's good that they have uh, you know a ceasefire. But, this thing's not out of the woods yet. So, pray for uh, this particular region. Azerbaijan, Artsakh, the Lakin Corridor. And, uh, for peace between Armenia in Karabakh and Azerbaijan. You know, there's always got to be a war somewhere, doesn't there?
1: Oh, it seems like it. Rumors of wars, wars, turmoil.
0: Just absolutely amazes me. We'd rather kill each other than get along. So, at any rate, were you telling me about the Ring of Fire?
1: No, I was not.
0: Well, you told me about one... Eclipse not too long ago. Yes,
1: maybe that. Yes, that was the Ring of Fire. I didn't know what you were talking about. I did tell you about that.
0: This is is going to happen in October, so millions of people in North and South America will be able to see uh, a special kind of, uh, of eclipse. That is, if your local weather is clear, it's known as a ring of fire. We've got a picture of it, and it's a red ring around, you know, the sun.
1: I wonder what that what that means. Like, I remember the solar eclipse of in August of two thousand seventeen. August 21st, and it went through, right through the exact middle of the United States, and that, to me, uh, well, to you too, that it was a sign that the United States was divided, and it just got worse and worse after that eclipse. It did. So I wonder what this one means.
0: Now, see, this one is the last ring of fire to be seen in the U.S. until 2039, according to the Farmer's Almanac. And, uh, so that'll be June 21st, 2039. I'm not waiting from that, but only Alaska, Northwest Canada will see that one. Well,
1: how many will be able to see the one in October on October 14th? Where, what parts of the
0: solar eclipse occurs when the moon's orbit puts it between the earth and the sun but does not completely block the face of the Sun like a lunar eclipse. Because the moon is farther away from the Earth than on average, it appears smaller in the Sun creating a ring of fire effect according to NASA. The path of the eclipse will cross eight states. It'll begin in Oregon, cross California, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. And if you're not in the path of the eclipse, you'll still be able to see a partial solar eclipse. If you don't get to see the ring of fire in person, the space agency will have a live stream. And, of course, they put some safety. You don't look at it. The last one, we had special glasses. So be careful when you're viewing it, but uh, that is another one. We keep track of this, you know, and... uh, Psalms 19.1 The heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. And in Luke 21.25-28 uh, it's a prophecy about signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth distress of nations and perplexity. And that that is relevant to the end of days and the coming tribulations. So it's hard to believe.
1: Are you going to read that scripture? Go ahead. This is uh, Luke 21, 20, chapter 21, 25 through 28. And there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth, distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of heaven will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And Psalm nineteen one says more broadly, The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Thank you, Lord, for your word.
0: Well, we are definitely in the end of days.
1: Yes, we are.
0: So that's a little bit about, uh, well, we covered Azerbaijan. That's one that we want to see taken care of. We don't want to see, you know, the Armenians slaughtered. And the ring of fire is that thing which is of interest. And uh, so keep your eye on it. October 14th of next month. And there's a special, you know, uh, sounds like it's going to be over on the west coast and down through the south, because they're California, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. See, that that's pretty much the southern states, the the western southern states. So
1: that's interesting. You see, yeah, isn't it? Because those are the border states. Well, yeah. not Utah, not Nevada, but California, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. Those are border states. I yeah. don't I don't think Nevada is. And Utah. Well, you I'm. know,
0: Nevada is right in right in between. I mean, it they get
1: between California and Arizona.
0: Yeah, they they got a lot of influence. They're right. You know that—that's
1: <laughs> interesting. They're
0: not in a good place. Okay, are you ready?
1: Um, no. Um, I don't think we've done this story, but I'm not sure. I know that I've seen it before, but anyway, a Christian couple jailed on baseless charges. And this story comes to us from MorningstarNews.org. The Christian couple jailed on baseless charges and three young children are left without parents. And this is in Lahore, Pakistan. Three young children of a Christian couple jailed on baseless charges of desecrating the Quran in Lahore, Pakistan last week. Or maybe it was a week before. And they have no relatives. To care for them. And are extremely upset. According to a rights advocate. Um, I can't. I'm not sure. Shukat, Shukat. Shukat. 33 and his 28 year old wife. Kieran, Have been in judicial custody. Since Saturday September 9th. After Muslims.
0: And Lahore
1: that. accused them of desecrating the Koran when pages of the Muslim scripture fell from their rooftop, even though neither of them were at home at the time. And the children are aged 13, 9, and 7 and are now living with another Christian family. I've tried hard to persuade Kieran's brother to take custody of the three children from the police, but he fat- flatly refused that's um, Jamil, told the Star News. He said he had cut off relations with his sister over a family issue and would not take her children's responsibility. I was left with no other option but to rescue the children on my personal bond. The 13-year-old suffers from rickets, and the 9-year-old is mentally
0: challenged. Oh, man, that's tough.
1: It is. The children are extremely upset due to their parents' absence, and one can only hope and pray for their early release. A, a lawyer is expected to file a petition for the couple, and um, the husband is a sanitation worker, and his wife, who works as a, as a domestic helper in various homes, also serves as They also serve as caretakers of the house of a Pakistani living abroad and live in a room on its roof. On Friday, September 8th, area resident Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad. is that Muhammad? It looks different. Alleged that he was standing at a food shop near the house when he saw some pages being thrown from its roof. He picked up the pages and found they were from the Quran, And he had filed a FIR, First Information Report, with the police. And Muhammad knocked on the door of the house, and Koran allegedly opened it, a claim she does not denies. The Muslim complained that if he asked who had thrown the holy pages from the roof, to which Koran responded that her minor daughter and son may have done so
0: we're going to have to cut this short. Okay.
1: So, um anyway, we need to pray for them. They were not at home when this incident happened and it's gotten out of hand. We need to pray for their release
0: and for the help for the children. Yes. Especially. And these things, you know, this is I wouldn't be surprised if they were set up either.
1: Right. And the police had to take you know, they were under pressure to book the couple. So it's just not a good situation and hopefully they'll get out.
0: And it's really tough there. So for
1: Christians, yes.
0: So be sure to pray for them and we we bring this to you because Pakistan is really, really tough for Christians. And many times they get set up, especially with this Koran thing. And the other one is blasphemy. So pray for them. Yes. And uh, we're going to be getting out of here.
1: Okay, well thank you everybody for joining us whenever you do we love you and we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Please pray for your brethren around the world and pray for these people and these stories we shared with you tonight. And we ask that you would pray for us and and we thank you for all you do for the Lord. And may God richly bless you and keep you. Keep your eyes on him in these coming days. Good night, everybody.
0: Don't forget to go over to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglynsmith.com. Also, check out my new book, The Rising, and its partner book, Steal the Darkness. This is part of the Steel series I wrote, so check them out. We have a little store over on danaglynsmith.com where you can find it. But from warn-usa.com, you can find both our other website and the store, and you'll find links to check out the book. The Rising, very important book in regards to what is happening in America today. The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. And so we urge you to look to the Lord. Be sure to support the persecuted brethren with your prayers and with finances, and that is to help the organizations that have boots on the ground, minister food, clothing, shelter, medical aid, and also legal aid, um, and the ACLJ, the American S- Center for Law and Justice, J Sekulow, has done a lot of work helping Christians overseas. So, be one of those Christians who will care for your brethren overseas. Pray for them. Until next time, take care of yourself. May you be blessed. Shalom, everybody. Good night.